All right, Rabbi good morning, good morning, a good chodesh to everyone. Let us begin. Baruch Hashem, a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf Sadik 90. We are picking up Emirat Hashem on Peites Amud Beis 89b, and we are picking up at the, the Gemara. We, read, we ended off with the Mishli essay. The Gemara says as follows. So, so Tanya, the Gemara, the Gemara quotes the Raisa, She'ini nanis la'aba u'la'vicha imani osa la'vicha. So we have a Brisa that's a little bit of a variation on the Mishnah, and the Brisa says as follows. A woman makes a nether, I will not go ahead and give any benefit or derive any benefit from my father or from your father if I go ahead and do something for you. So what's happening over here is Rachel's making a nether, right? She's, her husband, she's married to Ruvain, and she says to Ruvain, I, if I go ahead and either give benefits or derive benefits from my father or from your father, I am prohibited to go ahead and do, excuse me, let me say it differently. If I do anything for you, Ruvain, my husband, I am prohibited to get any benefits from my father or from your father. So we'll say in this case over here, she's making a nether that will be triggered in the event if she does something for her husband, Ruvain. Oh, actually, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So, that, so we'll say, so therefore we have a situation over here where so right now, nothing is being chal. Right now, nothing is occurring, right? Nothing has happened yet. But in the event that she does something for her husband, she will trigger, she will trigger a neder that will prohibit her from doing anything for her father or for her father-in-law. So what's the halacha with such a neder? So the Gemara says, Rabbi Nassim says, husband doesn't have the ability to annul this neder. Chachabim Nechom say, Yafer. Ultimately, again, she has the ability to, excuse me, he has the ability to annul this nether. Now, I will say, what is at the root of this machlokis? So if you look at the rush for just a moment, the rush is in the right-hand column. And the rush, just easy as two, four, six, eight, about eight lines are from the bottom. Rabbi Nassim Omer, lo, lo yafer, perush, lo yafer ato, decholzman shelo asta lefi bailo, lo nesra bahana asam. The Savar Rabbi Nassan de'ino mefer ach yachol haneder. So it's actually quite interesting. Rabbi Nassan holds, you can't annul a neder before it comes into effect. Right? So Rabbi Nassan says, hafara, the concept that a husband has the ability to annul a neder, ultimately, again, is only true if the neder actually exists. So let's analyze this for just a moment. So if you look at this neder, what is she saying? Right? If I go ahead, if I go ahead, and I do something for you, my husband, right? Rachel says, if I do something for you, my husband, Ruvain, then ultimately, again, I become prohibited to give any benefit to my father, to my father-in-law. Now, at the moment that she's making this nether, is the nether in effect? Is the nether in effect? The answer is no. Why? Because halacha because halacha she hasn't done anything for her husband as of yet. So therefore, the nether is not yet in effect. Right? So therefore, again, the Gemara says as follows. So according to Rabbi Nassan, Rabbi Nassan says, you can't annul a nether that hasn't taken effect. As opposed to the Chacham, look at the Rosh. The Chacham, Rabbi Yafer, the Chacham say you can't annul the nether. Why? I'm sorry, actually, it's the next Rosh. So we'll say, so, so Machlokis over here, can a husband annul a nether that has not yet come into effect? So she's articulated it, but it has not yet taken effect. Rabbi Nelson says she can't annul, she cannot annul. Chacham says she can annul. Another example of this, Netula Animina Yehudim. 
So she says, I will be removed from the Jewish people if I have relations with you. So it's the same idea. If she has relations with her husband, this will trigger a neder to go ahead and make her asura to all other Jews. So once again, nothing has happened yet. Nothing's happened yet. So the shaila is, can, she, can the husband go ahead and annul such a neder? Rabbi Nassim, Omer Rabbi Nassim says, no, you can't annul it. The Chum, Yafa, the Chum say you can annul it. So we'll say, fundamentally, Rabbi Nassim and the Chachamim, does a husband have the ability to annul a neder that has not, has been articulated, but has not yet come to fruition? Rabbi Nassim says, no, Chachamim say yes. Fundamentally, so we'll say, Mar tells a story. Very interesting story here. Hahu Gavra, the Itzar Haniyasa da Alma Alei, Inosir Isisa Kilotanya Hilfasa. Rabbi said, This is absolutely an incredible story. There was a guy. This guy made a nether. What's his nether? I prohibit Hanoa from the world, right? I prohibit myself from getting any Hanoa from the world if I get married before I am proficient in Halacha. So this guy, so let, let's just kind of un, un, unwind this a little bit. This guy wanted to, was nervous that if you get married now, that what's going to happen? He's not going to learn. He's not going to learn. So he makes another. Essentially, if I get married before I am proficient in halacha, the hanoah from the world should be usher upon me. Take a look at the rush for just a moment. Rosh says, Ahu Gavra, four lines from the bottom. Ahu Gavra, do Amar, Tisar Hanaasa da Amalai, Shaasar al Atzmo Hanaas Habrios. Again, he was essentially asking upon himself Hanaf from any person. I will ask upon myself Hanaf from any person. In a signal, it's a sakilo tanino. Rosh again. Sorry, Brian, I'm sorry. Shahaya wrote that Lilmod Torah, Kodem Shi Yisa Isha. He wanted to learn Torah before he got married. They say that when a person gets married, the millstone is around his neck. Meaning, meaning what? When you get married, you have to make a parnasa. So you have to make a parnasa. You don't have, you don't have time, as much time as you'd like to learn. So this guy figured, let me get in the bulk of my learning before I get married. And he, so he attached a neder to this. Attached a neder to this. Fine, so what happened? How did, how did this work out? So the Gemara says, lemisna. So this is fascinating. Look how the look how the Ran, I'm sorry. Look how the Ran interprets this phrase. So literally again, he ran with his staff and with his cloak. And I will say, according to the Rosh, sorry, I keep saying that. according to the Ran, so ultimately again, this expression of, of Napa and Tovila is much more an expression. In other words, he put on his cloak, he put on his walking stick, or he, he took his walking stick, and what happens? She, that, that represents that he was moving about. He was trying. He tried very hard to go ahead and learn. The Rad says, It didn't work out. It didn't work out. In other words, he tried. He tried to go ahead and get in as much learning as he can. But for whatever the reason, it just wasn't working out the way that he had planned. So I will say, Dharan doesn't tell us why it didn't work out. Dharan just says it didn't work out. I'll point out something. If you take a look at the rush, the rush is on the bottom left-hand corner. Rohit begafa vitovila, sorry, begafa vitovila, I'm not saying his name. Kevim heim, shemachnisim behem peros. 
So according to, according to the Rosh, so unlike the Ran who interprets Nafa or Gafa and Tovila as his cloak and walking stick, the Rosh interprets this to refer to utensils that are used for the gathering of fruit. He was too busy working. And therefore he didn't have enough time to learn. Tosis says something very similar. Tosis is actually right above the right above the rush. Right, begafa v'tovila. Kelim shemovilim b'peros v'lo haya yachol liga v'lilmod. Shlomo say something very interesting is happening over here. According to the rush and according to Tosis, what ended up happening was like this. This guy went ahead and made a neder. What was his neder? If I get married before becoming proficient in halacha, I hereby prohibit all hanah from the world or from people upon myself. So what happened? I will say, what was the problem? What was the problem? He started working. He spent too much time in the office. So because he spent so much time in the office, what happened? He wasn't able to learn. See, I will say, what's fascinating over here is like this. According to the Ran, the Ran doesn't tell us why the guy wasn't able to become proficient in learning. The Ran just says he applied himself, but it didn't work. According to the Rush and Tulsus, it didn't work. Do you know why it didn't work? Do you know why it didn't work? He didn't prioritize it. See, in life, there are many things we have to accomplish. And in life, there are many things we have to do. In order to get the necessary things done, in the appropriate time allotted for those tasks, one has to prioritize. If you don't make something a priority, what does it mean to make something a priority? Because a priority means it is important above all else. It is important. This is what has to get done above all else. If you don't make it a priority, then what ends up happening, it kind of falls into the to-do list with everything else. And in that proverbial life to-do list, most things don't really get done. So I will say it's quite fascinating. So according, according, to the, according to the Ran, what happened over here is it just didn't work out. The Ran doesn't tell us why. The guy applied himself and it didn't work out. So I will say according to the Ran, what's the Musar Haskell of this story? Well, what's the lesson? The lesson is sometimes you really try, but what happens? What happens? Doesn't get done. It could happen that a person could be well-intentioned. It could happen that a person could have all the right machshavas. But for some reason, it just doesn't get done. According to Tosis and the Rush, what's unfolding over here is, no, you know when things don't get done? You know when things don't get done? When you don't prioritize them. When you don't make them a number one priority, that's when they don't get done. So the guy made an edra, well-intentioned edra, but what is he spending most of his time with? His gapa, his gapa and tamila. Says the Russian writer, what's gapa and tamila? The utensils you use for farming, for gathering fruits. Okay, so he made his parnasa priority, not his learning a priority, so therefore he didn't become proficient. So I will say, so isn't it an incredible thing? Think about it in our own lives. In our own lives, you want to accomplish something, and it doesn't get done. I will say, if I'm honest with myself, I can make a whole bunch of excuses as to why I don't accomplish the things I set out to accomplish. But at the end of the day, the real reason it doesn't get done, the real reason, is because I didn't make it a priority. If I made it a priority, I will say, what, what an important lesson to learn on Rosh Chodesh. Right? Because the beauty of Rosh Chodesh, we might not be feeling the excitement of Rosh Chodesh yet at this early hour in the morning. But give it a little bit of time, a couple more cups of coffee. Right? And that excitement sets in. Because Rosh Chodesh is new beginnings. Rosh Chodesh is new opportunities. Rosh Chodesh is a blank slate. And it's an incredible time to reset your life priorities. What do I want to accomplish this month? What do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to accomplish this week? 
set the priorities. But I will say, but more important than setting the priorities is living the priorities. You could set them. This guy set good priorities. What was his problem? What was his problem? He didn't live the correct priorities. Back to the Gemara. So what happened? So it didn't work. So, so I'll say, so here's the problem. Here's the problem. The guy, therefore, is not getting married. Right? He's not getting married. So what happened? This is incredible. The Shabshay. Shavach Barahuna came along and he tricked the guy. And I will say, this is interesting. Rosh, the Ran says, Shabshay. So what happened? He tricked the guy. And how did he trick the guy? He told the guy, ah, don't worry about it. You can get married. You can get married. Don't worry. It's not going to trigger the nether. So what happens? The guy gets married. And they both say, what a curse. What a curse. He triggers the nether. What was the nether? What was the nether? Right? That if I get married without being proficient in halakha, I'm not permitted to get hanah from anyone. So now, this guy got married. And what happens now is trigger a nether. What's the nether? He's not allowed to get benefit from anyone. So I'll say, so what happened? This is incredible. Top of tzaddik. The sharki tino. So what happens? So Rav, Rav Acha, Rav Acha <laughs> smeared the guy with some mud. Now, why did he smear him with some mud? So again, look at the Ran. Ran says, Lahar also shoots Sarak Labrios, Lahar, or Lichbos Begadav. Because also by smearing him with mud, he may see, apparently, but what happened over here is like this. So now the guy got married. Ravacha, Ravacha told him, "Don't worry about it. Right? Just get married." Guy got married. Now he's not proficient in halacha. He triggered the nether. So now apparently, like yes, that was fine. I triggered the nether. I'm not going to get benefit from anyone. I'll just avoid getting benefit from anyone. What does Ravacha do? He smears the guy with mud. What happens when you smear someone with mud? Suddenly, what do you need of? I'll say, if you get smeared with mud, what are you in need of? A good dry cleaner. Right? So what happens now? So he him with mud. So now immediately he needs a launderer. Right? He needs someone to launder his clothing. So what happens? So So he brought him, he brought him before Rav Chista. So Rav say, why do you bring him before Rav Chista? Ultimately, Rav say now, for Hataras Nadarim. Right? He brought him for Hataras Nadarim to be Matir the Nadar. So Amar Rav, Rav said, Man Chacham Lame'avet Ki HaMilsa so Rav saw this whole thing, and he said, Ah, you know, this Rav Acha Barafuna is a smart man. He's a very smart man. Who could have orchestrated this whole thing if not for, if not for Rav Acha Barafuna? Why? is very important to Kasavar. I just want to point out, before, before we get to this punchline, understand what, we were, talk, what were we talking about before. What were we talking about before? Could a husband proactively, could he, could he annul a neder that has not yet taken effect, right? What, what's happened? The net in the previous case, in the previous case, wife made a neder. What was her neder? If I go ahead, right, Rachel's married to Reuven, so Rachel says, Reuven, if I do something for you, if I give you benefit, I'm not permitted to give any benefit to my father, to my father-in-law. So she's articulated the neder. Has the neder taken effect? Has it taken effect? No. So what do we have over there? With the Machlokes, Rabbi Nassan and the Chacham and the Rabbanon about can a husband annul a nether that has not yet taken effect? Okay? That was by Hafara. Rabbi Nassan says no. Chacham say yes. The Gemara then transitioned to a new case. What's this case over here? This is the guy. What did the guy do? He made a nether. If I get married before I'm proficient in halacha, I can't get benefit from anyone. What did he do? What did he do? What did he do, Chavra? What did he do? Right? Say, so what did he do? Come on, come on. What, what did he do? Right? He got married before being proficient in halacha. Right? He got married before, So what happened now? What happened now? 
he triggered a nether. What's the nether? He can't get benefit from anyone. So what did Ravacha do? Shmir him with dirt. Now what does he need? What does he need? He needs a wonder. Okay. Now what do these cases have to do with each other? So now watch this. Rava says, who is as smart like Rav Acha Barafuna? Tikasavar, four lines down, Tikasavar, Watch this. Rava, sorry, Rav Acha assumed that the same machlokas that applied ultimately by Hafara, namely the machlokas Rabbi Nassim and the Chachamim, regarding can you go ahead and annul a nether that has not yet taken effect, the same machlokas that applies to Hafara is the same machlokas that applies to Hatara. Namely, can a Chacham go ahead and revoke a nether, right, be matir a nether that has not yet taken effect? So I'll say, so watch what happened over here. You see, the way this had to work, the way this had to work, at least in Rav Acha's mind, is that the guy had to first actually trigger the nether in order for the Chacham to be maturate, as opposed to just letting the Chacham be maturate now, before it was triggered, right? Because remember, I was like, what was the nether the guy made? If I go ahead and I get married before I am proficient in halacha, I'm not permitted to get benefit from anyone. So what does Ravacha do? Ravacha tricks the guy. How does he trick him? He tells him, I don't worry about it, you can get married. You get married. He gets married, triggers the nether, now he's not allowed to get benefit from anyone. Ravach shmirs the guy with dirt. Now the truth is, the shmiring with dirt is not really a necessary part of the story. The shmiring with dirt just does what? Just does what? Forces the guy to deal with the nether a little bit faster than perhaps he had planned to. Right? Ravach shmirs him with dirt. Now you need, you need a dry cleaner. Shrabosai, here's what's interesting. So why couldn't the guy just deal with the nether before getting married? Before getting married. So Rav says, ah, it must be because Rav Acha feels that the same machlokas that applies to Afara, namely, is a husband able to be matir and eder that has not yet taken effect, also applies to Hatara. And therefore, again, in order for the Chacham to be matir and eder of this guy, the, right, according to everyone, the nether itself had to take effect. Incredible, incredible. Shabbos said, now listen to this. Rapapi Rapapi says no. Rapapi disagrees, and Rapapi says machlokis by afara. The machlokis is only by afara by a husband. <coughs> Rabbi Nosson suffer in habal mefer ele in kin chal neder. Rabbi Nosson is of the opinion of say that's what that a husband only has the ability to annul a neder if what if it has taken effect. In other words, only if the neder. Rabbi remember again as we established in yesterday's daf. There is essentially. There's the possibility for two different stages in nether actualization. What's stage one? Stage one? Good. Time you made, we'll call it articulation. Articulation. But as we've seen, you can articulate a nether, but the nether is not how the nether does not actually come to fruition until some later date. So there's articulation and there's actualization. So Rabbi says, now watch this. Rabbi Nassim is of the opinion that a husband only has the ability to annul a nether at the time of actualization. The time of actualization. Now what does he base this on? Now I just want to point out over here, the drushas that are being mentioned over here are not real drushas. They're not real drushas. They're more like asmachta drushas. So he quotes over the Pasuk from Yishayo, 
the pasuk says v'chafra halavana. So I will say. So, so, so what's the drasha? So I'll show you inside in the rush in just a moment. But the idea of v'chafra halavana is a play on words. V'chafra sounds like v'hafra, hefer, hafara. Levana is like binyan, binyan building. So ultimately, again, when can you be mefer the nether? At the time of the binyan, at the time that the nether is built, i.e. actualization. A nether can only be annulled or be revoked, but be annulled by the husband at the time that the nether is actualized, at the time that it comes to fruition. That's Rabbi Nassim. Rabbi Rabbanon say, Bal mefer nether. No, not true. A husband could enroll the nether even at the time of articulation. Tersev, smefer machshavos arumen. Kosovia, the Pasuk from Eov, that literally again he annuls, Rabbi say literally machshavos arumen means an unclothed or a naked thought. Rabbi say, what's an unclothed thought? It's, it's a nether, it's a nether that's been articulated but has not yet come to fruition. Like I said, these are not the actual drushas. It's just psukim and asmakta that helps us support this idea. So I say, so aval, so that's all by afara. Aval b'she'ila, divri akol, everyone agrees. Ein chacham matir klum, ele imkin chal neder. But when it comes to hataras nedarim, which is the process of revocation by a chacham, a chacham only has the ability to be matir the neder if the neder has actualized. Dechsev lo yochel divaro. Ultimately, again, his word shall not become profane. I will say, if you look at the Ran over here, so the Ran says, I will say, this is two lines up from before the Ran gets wide. So ultimately, again, the way they darshan it is, It is only once your word ultimately comes to fruition that you should not profane it. He can't profane it, but someone else can uproot it. So say, so what we have over here is something really amazing. So let, let's, let's pause here for just a moment. We have a fundamental machlokas between Rav Acha and Rav Papi. Rav Acha holds that in the same way, let, let's go with what everyone agrees with. What does everyone agree with? There is a machlokas by hafara. Okay, everyone agrees with the machlokas, right? There is a machlokas by hafara. When it comes to a husband's ability to annul his wife's nether, there's a fundamental machlokas as to the mechanics of that. Namely, does a husband have the ability to annul his wife's nether at the time of articulation, or does it have to be actualization? Rabbi Nassim holds, has to be actualization, can't be articulation. Chachamim holds, no, he could even be mefer, tafara could even occur at articulation. Articulation, okay, that's hafara. What about hatara? Chachacham's ability to be matir nether. So Rabbi Nassim holds, sorry, Rabbi Acha holds, the same machlok is by Afara, applies by Hatara. So Rabbi Nassim will say again, we can only do Hataras Nedarim again at the time of actualization, not articulation. Chachamim, no, can even do it at the time of articulation. I will say, why is this important? Because now this goes back to the story. What's the story? The story is the guy. And what did the guy do? The guy said, I'm not getting married until when? Until when? Until I become proficient in halacha. What happened? What happened? He did not become proficient in halacha. So what, what occurred? Rav Acha tricked him, got him married, smeared him with mud. Fine. Why? Because again, Rav Acha was of the opinion that a Torah could only take place at Divri Akol if what? If Neder was actualized. Fine. That's Rav Acha. 
Rav Papi comes up and says, no, no, no. The Machlokis, Rabbi Nassim and Chachamim, is only by Hafara. Only by Hafara. But by Hatara, everyone agrees that a Chacham can only be Matir a Neder when? Once the Neder has been actualized. Once it has been actualized. Avabashela, Divriya call in Chacham Matir Klum, Ela in Kin Chal Neder, Dixiv, Loyachal Dvarom. Fine. So they both say, that's the fundamental Machlokis. And by the way, major, major Machlokis. Let's go. So let me say this. What's this? Bring the rice that supports this. Let me say this. Kone konam sheini nana leploni ulumi sheeshalav. So let's say, listen to this case the Gemara brings. So let's say. So let's say again. A person makes a neder, right? Konam and make a neder that I will not give hanaa to ploni. Right? I will not give hanaa to so and so. And I was saying, I watch this. Now the guy does an interesting thing. He built into the neder ulumi sheeshalav. And if I try. To ask someone to revoke the nether, I also can't get hanar from the person I ask for revocation. So you see what he's doing? He'll say it's an interesting way to like bolster your nether. Right? I'm taking a nether not to get hanar from Ploni, and if I try to get out of this nether, I can't get hanar from the person who I asked to release me from this nether. Interesting. So what's the halacha? So nishal ala rishon, yachakach nishal ala shin. So we'll say what's the halacha? First, first, you have to go ahead and do she'ilo. Right, so we'll say so again. You have to go ahead and do she'ela on the first nether and then on the second one. Now, why is that? You could do a taras nedarim even if the nether is not chal. Then the gemara says, So we'll say what the gemara is saying is like this. So watch this case. I take a nether. What's my nether? I make a nether that. I'm not going to get Hanoa from Ruvain. Okay, that's my nether. And then the follow-up nether is, and if I try to go ahead and have this nether revoked, I go to someone, I go to Chacham for Atara, I'm not permitted to get benefit from the person from whom I ask Atara. Okay, so what did the Brayse say? So the Brayse said, the Brayse said, that you should first go ahead and do She'ila on the first nether, and then on the second nether. So the Gemara says, now why, why is that? If in fact you would hold the halacha la you could go ahead and have hatara, even on a nether that did not take effect, then who cares what order you do the hatara on? Then I should ultimately again be able to do hatara on whichever nether I want. In other words, the order is irrelevant since I could do, I could get, I could do hatara after the articulation phase, I don't need to wait for the actualization phase. So the Gemara says, Ibai al Ibai says, So first of all, how do you know which is Nether 1 and which is Nether 2? In other words, we are presupposing that Nether 1 was the first one articulated, Nether 2 was the second one articulated. But the truth is, you have absolutely no idea what that means in the Braisa. Goes on. So another price that supports this. So listen to this. I take a nether. I'm not going to get Hanoa from Ruvain. And I watch this. And if I try to be matured that nether, I hereby become a nazir. So again, what, what, you see what's happening over here? I'm making nether A. And then I'm, again, if, if I try to go ahead and have nether a revoked, that will trigger a nether nezirus for me. So what's the halacha? 
Nishal al Nidro, the Achrakach Nishal al Nizro. Dalokha is if I want to do a Torah, if I want to do a Torah, I have to first be Matir, the first nether, not to get benefit from ruling. And then afterwards, I could do, I could be Matir, the Nizirus. So the Gemara says, well, one second. Now, understand what that means. Understand what that means. So in this case, right, look, you look at these two Nadarim, just a moment. If you look at these two Nadarim, right, one of them, one of them is in effect immediately, right? Which one is in effect immediately? I will not get benefit from Ruve. That Nadar is in effect now. Now, what's the second nether? And if I try to be matir nether on the nether hanaf from Ruvain, what happens? It triggers a nether naziros. Fine. So what, what, what did the Brahisa say? First do hatara on nether number one, the nether about Ruvain. The boss said, now what happens when I do hatara about nether number one? What does it do? It triggers a nether naziros. And then do, and then do hatara on nether number two. Now watch this, the Gemara says. This is incredible. So the Gemara says, Now if you hold that you could do Hatara after the articulation phase, even before the actualization phase, then what? Then the truth is, I should be able to do Hataras Nadarim on either of these Nadarim in whatever order I want. To which the Gimara says, Rabbi says, so the, this is changing our goals, it's unim. Hamani, who is this? Rabbi Nasan he. This reflects the view of Rabbi Nasan. Okay. So therefore the Gimara disproves it as a proof. So Rabbi says, so again, I just want to point out, just so you understand what we're doing over here. We're just trying to figure out, right? So far, what it sounds like over here is that in the world of hafaras nedarim, which is the process, the process, right? By which a husband or a father annuls the nedar, so there's a machlokes there, Rabbi Nosson and the Rabbanon. Rabbi Nosson, you can only annul it in the actualization phase. Chacham, you can even annul it in the articulation phase. We're just trying to find out what about Hatara? What about Hatara? Ravacha holds, same machlokes applies by Hatara, right? Rav Papi holds, no. By Hatara, everyone agrees that what? Hatara's Nadarm could only apply, could only occur when? after the actualization stage of the nether. So we're just bringing up these particular vices to try to figure out who is correct, who's incorrect. Let's go back. Amr Avino. So Avino said as follows. Amr Avino Mareymar, Hachi Amr Avucha Mishved Rapapi. So what says this? Ravina said, so Ravina said, Amr Avino, so Mareymar said to me, this is what your father said in the name of Rav Papi. Machlokes ba'afara. The machlokes is Ravina said on the chum is only ba'afara. Aval b'she'ila divre hakol mefer. The Afapi Shalochal Nether. So Rabbi says, it's interesting. So now they say the Machlokis is only by Afara. When it comes to Rabbi Sheila, you understand Sheila is, is another word for Atara. When it comes to Sheila or Ataras Nadarim, everyone agrees that the Chacham could be made for the Nether, even though the Nether did not yet take effect. I in articulation phase. So Rabbi says, this is now another version of Rav Papi. Right? Before in Rav Papi, Rav Papi was, Rav Papi said, that could only occur when could only occur if if the nether was chal. In this version, Rav Papi is holding that Allah or Hatara could occur even if the nether was not chal. As soon as there is a deeper. As soon as the nether is articulated, ultimately now the Chacham has the power of Hatara. Lameimra, Bose Amadez, Lameimra, Lameimra, Delohava Ba Maisa, 
you telling me now that the Chacham could do Hatara even though nothing happened? Even though nothing happened, even though there was just an articulation, but there was actually no nether made yet. There was actually no action taken on the nether. So recording the same question as saw before. Right? Same question as saw before. So Mosei, watch this. Mesei, top line, second line from the top, top of the common base. Konam, shininen aleploni mishinishalav. So I make another. I make another. I'm not going to get any benefit from Ruvain. And if I try to be released from this nether, whoever I petition for hatara, I'll also become aser na'na to him. So what's the halacha? Nishal al rishona, diachakach nishal al The halacha is, I have to first do Atara on nether number one, and then Atara number nether number two. And I watched the logic in that. So the Gemara says, sounds like the logic in that is because if I do Atara on nether number one, i.e. the nether not to get benefit from Ruvain, okay, because that nether already took effect. Once I do Atara on that nether, that triggers nether number two. Now that nether takes effect, and now I could do Atara on that. Am I? So I will say, but if I don't need the dharm to take effect in order to do hatara, then who cares what order I do the hatara in? To which the Gemara says, one second. First of all, how do you know what's nether number one and nether number two? Maybe Enoch Inamu, the Bryce is calling nether number one, is really the nether he articulated second, and the nether that is calling nether number two is the nether he articulated first. In other words, we automatically line up one and two with the order of articulation. But who says that's how the Brisa is reckoning the order? So Mesve, our reason of the Kasha, Kondam, Shininana, Varini Nazir, Lukisha Esha Allah. So we'll say, same case we just called it before. Same case we called it before. I make a nether, I make a nether not to get benefit from Ruvain. And if I try to have this nether revoked, I will become a Nazir. So what's Talacha? Nishal al Nidra, the Akakak Nishal al Nizro. The Allah is first you have to do a Torah on the She'ilah, and then a Torah on the Nadinazirus, which once again seems to point in the direction that a Torah could only occur when, a Torah could, a Torah could only occur once the Nadir has been actualized. But why is that? should be able to go ahead and, if indeed you are correct, that ultimately again, a Torah Nadarim, does not need actualization, it just needs articulation. Then Allah should be able to annul or revoke either nadar, to which the Gemara says, Tiyufta. You are correct. This is a refutation of this position. So, both sides. So, okay, so now this is the end of the sugya. So, what's going on over here? Excellent question, right? What is going on over here? So, here's what I know two buckets, right? What are my two buckets? The same two buckets in all of the Masechas Nadarim Hafara and Hatara. So, both say, what's our Machlokas? We know in, in the world of hafara, when does a husband have the ability to be made for his wife's nether? Two stages of the nether. What are two stages of the nether? Two stages? Articulation, actualization. At what stage does a husband have the power to be made for the nether? So both sides, this is a machlokas. Rabbi Nasan, actualization. Chachamim, articulation. Articulation. Right, the chiddush of articulation on both sides. Remember, at the, at the time of articulation, what part of the nether has taken effect? What part of the nether? None. It's only been articulated. Now, I will say, so that, and everyone agrees in that machlokis by hafara. Everyone agrees. 
What's the Machlokis, Rabbi Yosef? What's the Machlokis? What's the Halacha Ba'at Torah? What is the Halacha Ba'at Torah? So here we have a Machlokis between Rav Acha and Rav Papi. Although now it turns out there are two versions of Rav Papi. But let's just go with the first version of Rav Papi. First version of Rav Papi is there's no Machlokis Ba'at Torah. Ba'at Torah, everyone agrees the only way a Chacham can be Matir and Neder is how? If the Neder has reached the stage of actualization. Actualization, on the other hand, Rav Acha holds... Same machlokas that applies to Mahafara also applies to Hatara. So we'll say, so how do we pass this? Listen to the surety, two incredible Rambams. So we'll say, first, first, let's take care of Hafara. Let's take care of Hafara. At what stage does a husband have the ability to be made for his wife's nether? Is it articulation or actualization? Here it is. Hilchos Nedarim, Perek Yud Beis, Halacha Yud Beis. Yesh Lebaal Av Lahafir Nedarim Shaddaim, Lo Chalu, Lo Nesru Bahen. A husband and a father have the ability to annul nidarim that have not yet taken effect. Ketzad, the Rabbam says, what's the case? Kigon sha'amra hayayin asra layin elech l'makom ploni harezem mefer afa pishadayin l'hocha v'lo nesra. So Rabbam's example is, Rabbam's example is, a woman says, wine will become asra to me if I go to so-and-so place. So remember, at this point in time, has the nether taken effect? Has the taken effect? No. Why? Why? She hasn't gone anywhere. The Rabban Paskins, a husband has the ability to be made for that nether. So both say, the Rabban Paskins, like, like the Chachamim, namely, when it comes to Afaras Nedarim, husband has power of annulment at time of articulation. Once the nether has been articulated, even though it has not actualized, husband has the ability to be made for the nether. I, what about Hatara? So both say, the Rabban Paskins, this is actually interesting, this is in Huchos Shavuos, Perak Vav Halacha Yudalid, Ein Matirin Nedar Oshua, Shadayin Lochalu. So that's a longer Raman, but for time purposes, Raman passes in Halacha Lamaisa, a Chacham could only do a Taras Nedarim if what? If the Nedar reached the stage of articulation. You can't, I'm sorry, actualization, I'm sorry, thank you. Actualization. Only once the Nedar has been actualized, does the Chacham have the power of Hatara? So therefore, I will say, it turns out another major distinction between Afara and Hatara. Hafara's Nedarim can be done at the time of articulation. Hatara's Nedarim can only be done at the time of actualization. Incredible. Let's go back to the Mishnah. Barishon, I will say, this is really interesting. Well, we'll at least start this today. At least start this today. It's okay. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a very short. Uh, no, not so short. All right, we'll be fine. We will be fine. We will be fine. And we'll say last Mishnah in the Masechta. Last Mishnah. Mishnah. But it's not all you omen. So we'll say, this, 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 this seems like a, this actually seems like a tangent, but it's not. There's actually going to be one case of neder in here. That's why it's here. But it's not all you omen. The beginning used to say, Shalosh Nashim Yosos Venotlos Ksuba. There are three women who, who could essentially, I will say, could essentially force the dissolution of a marriage but are still entitled to their ksuba. So they could force the dissolution, but they're still entitled to their ksuba. What's the case? Haomeris temean ilacha. What's a woman who says, a woman who says to her husband, I am forbidden to you. Now, the Ran points out that this is a case. Actually, if you take a look at the Ran, the Ran says, Mukmino uh, abigimara be'eshes kohen. This is to him at the wife of a kohen who says to her husband, I was violated. And I, was saying, I remember again, the halacha is that if a, if a woman is violated, obviously again, the, the whole notion of violation is against her will, she remains permitted to her husband. The exception to this rule is a Kohen. 
a Kohen if his wife is violated, she is no longer permitted to him. So in this case over here, the wife of the Kohen says to her husband, I was violated. And therefore, Asur Nilcha, I am Asur Nilcha, I am forbidden to you. That's case one. Case two, Shamayim Beni Lebeinecha. So this is an interesting case. So she says, literally again, the heavens are between me and you. So what does this mean, the heavens are between me and you? If you look at the Ran, so the Ran says, Shamayim Beni Lebeinecha, Muchach Begimar Dahalika Amrale, Shin Shikhvas Zaro, Yorek Echitz Bishasati Tashmish. She's claiming that essentially he's impotent. He's impotent that, that his zera, his, his semen, does not, does not come out with force. So because it does not come out with force, therefore what? She's unable to become pregnant. So what she's claiming over here is that she can't have children with him. The Ran points out over here, I, but one second, a woman is not mitzvah in Peri of Arabia. She's not obligated in having children. He's obligated in having children. The Ran, the, the Ran points out, again, we'll see this tomorrow, but the Ran points out that she could claim, listen, I might not have a mitzvah, but I, I need kids. Now, say, there's a very utilitarian reason for having children, besides tax deductions, right? Now, say, which, is, which is that, Lamaise, they take care of you in your old age. So she claims, I need children because who's going to care for me? As I get older, as I get older. So they will say that's the claim she's making over here. Now, why does, it say, why, why does she frame this as Shemayim Lebeni Lebenecha? The heavens are between me and you. Because we'll say this is something that no one else in the world would know except the woman, her husband, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's the expression over here. The heavens are between me and you. So that's the claim she's making. Next, Netula Ani Min HaYehudim. Then I will say, if you look at the, if you look at the Ran over here again, three lines into the white lines, the Ran says, Yehudim. say, in this case, and this is why this Mishnah is here, she made a nether. What's her nether? I am removed from all Jews. Then I will say, that nether being removed from all Jews is a nether not to have relations with anyone. So essentially now she's made a nether not to have relations with any Jew, which also happens to include who? Her husband. Her husband. So I will say, so in all of these cases, in all of these cases, these would be cases which would trigger the dissolution of the marriage, right? Because if she's been violated, she's an anxious coin. She's claiming she can't have children with him, or she's made a neder that she can't have relations with him. So these originally were three cases where it would trigger the dissolution of the marriage, and what? She would still be entitled to her ksuba. So I was we're going to stop today, something we never do, stop mid-Mishnah. We'll stop here today. We'll pick up a Meret Hashem. This was how the halacha was originally. We'll pick up then tomorrow, Meret Hashem, with the revised version of this halacha. We'll say, Shkoyach.